boy, have we got tyranny. It's everywhere. It's called globalism. It's called uh, Talmudic Judaism. And uh, we're going to be talking about that with uh, our co-host here today, Michael Sweet. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing very good. And how are you doing, Eli? Yeah, excellent. Uh, the more research we do, uh, the meaning of the word Jew and how it should be used and how it shouldn't be used, uh, I'm we're getting a lot of feedback from people, uh, you know, thanking me for the clarity that we've been bringing to the subject in the last few shows. And today we're just going to finish up a little bit because we've been talking about the ethnic composition of the Judahites versus the Judeos, the Judeans of the days of Christ. Okay, and uh, let me just kind of quickly summarize for people uh, who you know, who have been listening or haven't heard our shows on this subject yet. The word Jew should never be applied to the Judahites ever because, number one, they never referred to themselves as such. And number two, the, you cannot compare the pure-blooded, ethnically uh, restrictive, ethnically concise uh, group of the house of Judah or the tribe of Judah with a mixed motley group of people that are, are called Judeans. Okay, do those two uh, principles sit well with you, Michael? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it does. It's in a way. Sorry, it will make also when people are studying um, scriptures uh, to realize it makes it the all the confusion that people believe citizen scripture will vanish some of the confusion will be vanished if you look if you view if you have this viewpoint when you are researching uh, your bible yes and so and uh, it just occurred to me before last week's show that maybe there are some uh, linguists who have a problem with comparing the word judean with the word jew and it turns out that they have the same issues with the word Jew that we do. And I'm going to just uh, quote where we ended off last week. And uh, it's from the Currents in Biblical Research, the meaning of Judeos and its relationship to other group, la group labels in ancient Judaism. Of course, we're going to talk about Judaism. And they have the word Judaism in quotation marks. And I think because I think they also realize the the house of Judah and the entire house of Jacob never referred to their religion as Judaism. So we have another word that's been imposed upon the Bible, giving people the impression that this this religion called Judaism is as ancient as the tribes of Israel. Uh, what would be your initial comment on that, Michael? How how could that be as ancient as the tribes of Israel? I don't know. I am um, that's uh, <laughs> the um, tribes of Israel. I believe are more ancient than those traditions. They are traditional men, and they evolved in Babylon. That's correct. That's correct. So this is just another layer of deception and confusion created by the Jews, who are not Israelites, who are not Judahites. Okay, <laughs> who were at one time Judeans and some Jews today still are Judeans, but they were never Israelites, they were never Judahites, so therefore the religion that they practiced could never be, have been practiced by the Israelites or Judahites. The, these things are absolutely clear to us in Christian identity, but the outside world is not so clear. 
All right, so the uh, I'm going to quote here from the article. Uh, again, the meaning of Judeos and its relationship to other group labels in ancient, quote, Judaism, unquote. And the first author they cite here is uh, some uh, guy by the name of Miller. He says, incalculable harm has been caused by simply glossing Judeos with Jew. For many readers or auditors of Bible translations do not practice the historical judgment necessary to distinguish between circumstances and events of an ancient time and contemporary ethnic, religious, social realities, with the result that anti-Judaism in the modern sense of the term is needlessly fostered through biblical texts. Now, I'm not sure why... uh, uh, there is not a whole lot of anti-Judaism going on. There used to be, for 1900 years, the Christian world rejected the Jews as Christ killers. So the, these words were written in 2000, a guy by the name of Donker it is. And uh, that may have been true historically that Christians rejected Jews and th- therefore there was quote-unquote anti-Semitism going on, right? But the, there's hardly any of that going on today. I mean, uh, the, the Christian world has totally bought into the concept of Judeo-Christianity. Your comment here, Michael. Yeah, the Judeo-Christians, they, uh, they, have, they, they have fell for that uh, um, Darby Schofield reference Bible, I believe, and his comments. And, um, well, they open up their Bibles and they read that word, in the Bible, and then they believe, aha, well, there they are in, in, in ancient Israel, so they must be the, the same people or something like this. So they have, they have been tricked yes. by them. Yeah, yeah. And Schofield and many other Judeo-Christian theologians have basically put forward the idea, and of course the Jews themselves, that the word Jew is totally synonymous with the word Israel. And we know that's a lie. That has never been the case, never will be the case, cannot be the case, because they are two completely different ethnic groups. Okay? So, the ethnicity of the two peoples of the combined group of Judeans, Judeos, which is the word they're studying here, is a mixed bag of different ethnic groups all living in the same territory, primarily in the city of Jerusalem, not so much in the countryside, but we know from the record of Gospels and historical records as well that the Edomites who became part of the Judeos in those days were the leading uh, religious and political tribe. But they were not, for the most part, Israelites. Again, you have to keep in mind that there were always Judahites participating with the Pharisees and buying into their rhetoric, whether by, you know, de- by deceit, maybe they were tricked into this and don't know any better, or they consciously were bribed into becoming part of the Pharisaic cult, and that's probably a better word, the cult of Pharisees, so that the, the Pharisees could not possibly be considered to be Judahites in the main. There were just a few Judahite hangers-on, like Nicodemus. Nicodemus was certainly, uh, from the account in the New Testament, was an Israelite, 
And Yahshua even refers to him as an Israelite when uh, he asks, you know, how can, how can I be born again? And Jesus says to him, I didn't say born again. I said born from above. You uh, Can you be an Israelite and not know these things? Okay. So that's how uh, Yahshua addresses Nicodemus. So he's really, uh, he's got to be an Israelite, but he was either sucked in by the Pharisees or bribed and had second thoughts because he snuck in the middle of the night to visit Jesus when the Pharisees, the, the, the sect or cult he was in, didn't see him. Okay? So obviously we have something going on in the New Testament that Bible historians don't want to touch, namely the miscegenation that was going on in Judea, which was never practiced by the house of Judah except those people who got kicked out by uh, Ezra and Nehemiah. So there's a clear racial distinction between the house of Judah and the Judeos of the New Testament. Uh, would that be fair to say, Michael? Yeah, that's. Uh, I guess the, the Pharisees did. They did um, get rid of all the, the the true or the pure uh, Judites. So they they replaced them basically mm-hmm. uh, with and the and those that were true. They were. I guess they were. They were. Um, they were forced out on the countryside. They were they left because. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. That's how yeah, I the, see it. Those were the Maccabeans, and the. Uh, intertestamental period in which the Apocrypha are invaluable documents for our study. The Maccabeans are the ones who rejected the race mixing between the, uh, at that time it was the Greeks, the Greek invaders, and their heathen practices, which they were trying to force on the people of Judah. Okay, so, but it's very interesting because in the old days, when the, the 12 patriarchs uh, were being born and had yet to take wives, they all had to take wives of non-Israelite tribes because there were no Israelite tribes yet, okay? So they were taken from primarily the Aramean stock, which was Shemitic. Uh, it's quite possible that Abraham took a wife of Hamitic stock, but they were Aryans too. And there's also the Japhethites, you know, the three sons of, of Noah. They were also of Aryan stock. None of these people could even remotely be called Jews. All right. And of course, the word Jew, as we discovered in our previous studies, was not even in the Torah. You can read all you want, folks, in your King James. You will not find the word Jew in the first five books of Moses. You have to go to 2 Kings chapter 16, verse 6, before you find an instance of the word Jew. And we find out there it means the, the two-tribed house of Judah in distinction from the ten-tribed house of Israel. So we see that there's already lots of confusion by introducing the word Jew it does not include the ten northern tribes in its defin- or in its usage in Second Kings sixteen six. So it uh, so our contention has been all along. We do not use the word Jew. We should not. Pure, honest Bible scholars should not use the word Jew to apply to the racially distinct house and tribe of Judah. Period. 
Okay? So, next is this quotation from Essler. It is arguable that translating Judeos as Jews is not only intellectually indefensible, but also morally questionable. To honor the memory of these first century people, it is necessary to call them by a name that accords with their own sense of identity. Isn't that what we've been saying all along, Michael? Yeah, the, the identity of the, as you said, the, um, the Maccabeans, they were they were Judites that lived on the, out on the, um, they weren't in, in Jerusalem, they lived out on the countryside instead because of how how that that time Jerusalem had fall and that the Pharisees had pushed them away. That's right. Now it's interesting because the Pharisees were coming into being around this time. It's the called the Maccabean slash Hasmonean period, and the the Maccabees are those who rejected the incursion of Greek paganism into their religion, our ancestors' religion. And it's not Judaism. <laughs> it's the only good word for it is Mosaism, in my opinion, because they never had a name for that. So I think this author is saying, well, th- these these people never refer to themselves as Jews, so we shouldn't be using that term in the Old Testament. Very perceptive. But he's coming at this from a linguistic perspective. We're coming at this from a racial and cultural perspective, which we're going to get into antinomians, right? Today's Judeo-Christians are total antinomians, that's for sure. All right, so he continues. And let me just repeat this, because this is a very straightforward and accurate portrayal. To honor the memory of these first century people, it is necessary to call them by a name that accords with their own sense of identity. Just as we talked about last time, we don't call them, we shouldn't call them Indians. We should call them Apaches, Comanches, Sioux, or whatever, because that's what they want us to call them. All right? And so that's what the Judahites, the Hudim, would have preferred in any translation, because that keeps their identity correct correct and separate from other groups, okay? So he continues. The, uh, but uh, with their own, with the Jews, the word Jews does not suit this purpose. Judeans is the only apt rendering in English of Judeoi, which is uh, Yehudim in the plural. Now, by contrast, Levine, of course, is a Jewish author, claims that such proposals will do more harm than good. Uh, yeah, more harm to Judaism, because what we're trying to do is eliminate the confusion, but Judaism wants to maintain the confusion. He says, The Jew is replaced with the Judean, and thus we have a Judenrein, that is, Jew-free text, a text purified of Jews. Complementing this erasure, scholars then proclaim that Jesus is neither Jew nor even Judean, but Galilean. And he comes up with this astounding statement. Once Jesus is not a Jew or a Judean, but a Galilean, it is also an easy step to make him an Aryan. So much for the elimination of anti-Semitism by means of changing vocabulary. Unquote. Wow. I mean, did he walk into a trap? (laughs) 
so here, what what's the word Jew got to do with confusing Jesus with a Judahite, uh, uh, who are of course Aryans, and a modern day Jew? You know, so can the lingu- clearing up the linguistic confusion point to the fact that Jesus is not a Jew in the modern sense, but a Judahite in the biblical sense? Over to you. Well, what I think, say he walks in a trap. Uh, what he did, he he was not so wise, but he did comment on it. If he would just be doing quiet, well, now it it, it really lets out the cats out of the, out of the bag. I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's like the uh, Edomites confronted by Jesus in John chapter eight, where he says, "You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free," and their response was. What is he? What's he talking about? Free? We were never in bondage to any man, <laughs> right? So he's uh, he's admitting here that the word Jew is used in a dualistic sense. Number one, to refer to the pure-blooded house of Judah, which he 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 prefers to use the word Jew for that. We're arguing against the usage of such a term, and uh, that that. Those Judahites of the Old Testament are equivalent, i.e., the same as modern Jews today. Is that at all possible, Michael? In your opinion? No, I don't really get that. <laughs> no, no, because modern Jews are not a pure race, where the Judahites of the Old Testament were. Okay, and we Israelites of the modern world, many of us are descendants of that pure race, which was an Aryan race. So, yeah, he uh, by bringing up the issue of anti-Semitism, so-called, he, he displays his personal bias. He does not want the confusion to end. He wants it to continue. Okay? I'm going to make one more quotation here in the body of the text on page 107. If the official use of Judeos in the Hasmonean era and subsequently in the Herodian period, is exceptional. Goodblatt maintains that the rule is generally valid and that it confirms the central conclusions of Kuhn's model. Namely, Hebrew writers preferred the ethnonym Israel. Non-Jews used the Judeans exclusively. Now, this is absolutely accurate, because if you read the books of Ezra and Nehemiah, in those books the authors refer to themselves as Israelites. Despite the fact that they were of the house of Judah or the house of Benjamin and some Levites, they still refer to themselves as Israelites. They never refer to themselves as Jews. Okay? So it's like uh, if you read Mein Kampf and you strike out the word uh, Aryan, <laughs> right, and replace it with Motley Crue, and everybody thinks that uh, Hitler was writing about a Motley Crue instead of Aryans. Well, uh, isn't it isn't it obvious that we have to clear up this confusion and get back to the original language? Right. Yeah, I mean that's that's the source you always have to go to. You have to go to the to the source because translations they sometimes have their own agenda. That's right. That's right. And uh, the Jews definitely have their own agenda. That, that agenda started precisely in the Judean period. Okay? Now we can isolate these 
two groups of people, not, not only as an ethnic, ethnically different group, the one being pure-blooded Judahites and the other being a motley crew of Judahites plus many others, but primarily Edomites. And the Edomites, by the way, folks, were the bitter enemies of Judah. So you're, compi- you're combining Judah and their worst enemies, the Edomites, and combining them into one group with the word Jew. I mean, this is horrendous linguistically, horrendous teaching linguistically, and it totally ignores the enmity between these two groups in those days, okay? So when you loose usage of the word Jew uh, is the problem, okay? And these linguists are saying, hey, there's a problem here. This needs to be corrected. And so he goes on to say, Hebrew writers preferred the ethnonym Israel. Non-Jews used Judeans, i.e. Judeos, exclusively. And Jews, writing in Greek, tended to use this term as well, to which I would add that the same was true of Jews writing in Aramaic. Now, actually, these writers were Judahites, not Jews. Okay, so they still still don't get it, (laughs) that the Jewish people are not Judah. They're assuming that the Jewish people at one time were Judah, but they'd be wrong in both cases. So, and then he goes, uh, Goodblatt, uh, to which I would add that the same was true of Jews writing in Aramaic, also claims that the linguistic pattern corresponds to the insider-outsider distinction proposed by Thompson. This is to be expected since most Hebrew texts are products of Palestinian mosaism. He says Judaism, but mosaism is the correct term. And all Hebrew texts present an insider perspective. Okay? So, again, we're back to square one. Did the Judahites of Judea and of the Bible refer to themselves as Jews, or did they not? No. No. It's very simple. It, yeah. yeah, it's very simple. It's simple that, uh, and this, um, yeah, I don't know why, why people, when they read script, when they read their Bible, when they read the book of Genesis, the first, the uh, the Torah, and they, they, the word, the word doesn't exist, and then, and then it pops up. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't I don't know what are they thinking when they when they see this? Wouldn't they re- realize something? Something? Hey. What is this? Why has this word jumped in? It's never existed before. Now it's had it. Now it's come in, and no one has tell me why. Right? Yeah. Uh, nobody bothers to do the word studies <laughs> that give the truth. That nobody bothers to look at the original languages and what the words mean in those languages. Okay. What yeah. The, yeah, but that's uh, yeah. that's what we're we're doing right here now. So that's right. Because nobody else is doing it. Only those of us in Christian identity are setting the record straight. Okay? So, now, there's an interesting parallel here because the uh, Maccabeans slash Hasmoneans, the Hasmoneans are actually a reference to the royal house of Maccabee. They continued the segregation of the house of Judah from the rest of the world, even when uh, they were being invaded by the Greeks and then the Romans, okay? That was all changed by John Hyrcanus around 125 B.C., 
when he conquered the nation of Idumea, the Edomites, and began incorporating them into Judea, now properly called, because you cannot incorporate Edomites into the house of Judah. It's a violation of Yahweh's laws. And then you certainly cannot refer to them as Judahites. Okay? So at issue here is whether or not an Edomite can properly be called a Judahite. Your your answer to that question, Michael. No, no. But you you just said it. An Edomite. Yeah. They're not the two. They're not the same. All right. So if you combine the two, let's say you have a baseball team. And uh, the, on the one side is the... Uh, the the, the 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 Judahite soccer club. <laughs> Let's go soccer. The Judahite soccer club, and they're composed exclusively of Aryan Israelites of the house of Judah. Okay, and then you, on the other team you have the Judean soccer club, but that's composed of some Judahites and some Edomites and a smattering of Africans and a smattering of Chinamen, okay? So, is there any way possible that those two teams can be equated as, you know, being composed of the same people? No, no, it can't. That's the difference. You you said the difference. It can't. Yeah, it can't. But nevertheless, we are encouraged to use the word Jew to apply to both soccer clubs indiscriminately as if they were the same uh, racial composition and we know that they're not so this is this is the you know outrageous linguistic fraud that is going on with the word jew okay so folks this is really a a, a topic that must be clarified if you want to understand the bible you must understand the difference between a jew and an edomite or, i'm sorry they got me doing it. A Judahite and an Edomite, and then the later combination of the two, which cannot be considered house of Judah either, because Yahweh's law prohibits. And it's the same thing as in uh, the Old Testament when Phineas took a javelin and he skewered the Midianite woman and the Israelite man who had paraded this Midianite woman in front of all the Israelites, took her into his tent and proceeded to have a sexual relationship with her. So Phineas didn't even wait for, for Moses to pronounce judgment. He went in there and skewered the both of them with a javelin, clearly demonstrating that this was not to be tolerated. Okay? So the Israelites are not to have sexual intercourse with Heathen groups, period. All right? Now, is this true of the Jews? Are the, are the Jews limited in their sexual proclivity to uh, having sex only with Judahites? Now, or Israelites? <laughs> <laughs> now, it's, now it's getting very battle here. <laughs> yeah. Edomite with Judahites, I don't know, it gets Babel now for me. Yeah, it is very. <laughs> it's yeah, my it, head. It's Babylonian. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and here is the essence of Judaism. It's Babylonian language. Uh, Babylon means confusion, confusion. It's confusing language designed to deceive, to obscure 
uh, racial differences, obscure theological differences, and pretend that they're the same. That one group of people, namely the modern-day Jew, who is the most mongolized person, ethnic group, and the face of the earth, that somehow modern Jews are equatable to the racially distinct tribe of Judah. And that is its bastardization of not only the race, but of the, the, the language of the Bible. Okay? So, folks, we are trying to clarify the confusion and show how Judaism, the religion, has confused, has babbled the entire Bible with false translations. And, unfortunately, the Christian theologians have taken their lies, believed them, and taught the same thing. Now, here we see in this article that, hey, there's linguistic confusion here, and we need to clarify this confusion. And this his, his point, his last statement, is Goldblatt also claims that the linguistic pattern corresponds to the insider-outsider distinction proposed by Thompson. In other words, what was going on? is that the Judahites refer to themselves as Judah or Israel, and they really never dropped the term Israel to apply to themselves because they were, in fact, Israelites. They were just one of the Israelite tribes. But they never applied the word Jew to themselves. That was done by outsiders. What outsiders? Well, the Greeks, the Romans, the Germans, they're historians. And especially the Romans, because when they looked at the, the, the territory of Palestine, it was inhabited by Judahites and Edomites, especially the city of Jerusalem, and they referred to this motley crew as Judeans. They didn't care whether there was a distinction between the house of Judah and the motley crew. They just referred to all those people down there as Judeans, and they didn't give a damn about clarifying any ethnic confusion, all right? So that ethnic confusion has carried on to this day, and it needs to be clarified. Correct, Michael? Isn't that, yeah. It, yeah, okay. But isn't that the way how people would view the world today? Also, when people look at, uh, what do you say, over the pond and say the Americans? Right. And the same, and the same when you talk about the, the Brazilians, the the Mexicans. It is the same, the same as the Romans did with the Judeans. Yeah. So these ethnic distinctions must be taken into con- into consideration when trying to figure out what the Bible is actually teaching. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. in in America today, uh, you people call themselves Americans. Now, if they're from Somalia, from Arabia, from Mexico, from Canada, right, from all these different countries, they now call themselves Americans, where the original term American applied exclusively to white people only, according to our Constitution, according to all our documents, uh, uh, court rulings, etc. The first immigration bill in America specified you have to be a free white person Living and being a citizen of a particular state, that is what makes you an American. That is the original definition of the word American, okay? The original definition of the word Judah is that you have to be a free white Judahite to be considered of the tribe or house of Judah. 
That's not true of the word Jew. It's not true of the word American today, if you accept that non-whites can become Americans, which I don't accept that. Okay. Yeah, so that's, I, that's okay. The, the same. Same when you use the uh, Judeans, that is also um, more a mix. That's the more a mix mixture of the multitude. I would say. Yes. So, yeah, so, but that's the same. Same with in Europe. I would say that is the same. How you when you see uh, when people say Swedish, then that well, they mean they are the the, the white the whites. That's what they would say. And same with all the Europeans, I would say. So, and so that's how it would would be viewed. Yeah. Okay. So we're now. So I think we have clarified in this series of uh, studies, uh, uh, right here on bloodlines, that the word Jew should never be applied to the pure-blooded tribe or house of Judah or to any Israelite, for that matter. And that the word Jew is a modern invention. We talked uh, a couple of episodes ago about the fact that the word Jew did not even come into the English language until the mid-1700s. Okay, so there's no, I mean, how much more proof do you need that the word Jew does not belong in the Bible? Okay, it just doesn't belong there. So, yeah, these these, these Jews are anchor babies. (laughs) The Jews are anchor babies who crept into Judah, right? Okay, so and you've got your anchor baby problem with the Muslims in Sweden, right? Same story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's in the whole of Europe, I would say. Yes, that, that's a really good way of putting it, Mr. Kim Smith. Anchor, he calls them anchor lampshades. Anchor babies. These Edomites became anchor babies. Brother Aber says the same thing. Is a Judean, uh, an Edomian anchor baby? Yeah, that's what they are. These Edomites who came into Judea and then subsequently their offspring are... Uh, considered to be Judeans, not Judahites, Judeans. That's the crucial distinction, folks. All right. So, I think uh, yeah, I, I think we've done our best to clarify the distinction between Jews, Edomites, and Judahites. We're talking about three different ethnic groups: Edomites being the descendants of Esau who have Canaanite and uh, Kenite, that is the blood of Cain, in them, all right? And the Judahites never do not have that blood. No Israelites contains any DNA from Cain. Only the Edomites, the Jews, the modern Jews of today. That's another reason why we cannot confuse the two groups. One contains the DNA of Cain, the other does not, okay? Major distinction there. But now we have also to deal with the religious issue that was going on. And we're going to refer to this article, Hope of Israel, from hopeofisrael.org forward slash judaism.htm. And the question is, is Judaism the religion of Moses? By Ernest L. Martin. Let me read the uh, introductory paragraph here, and maybe you can pick up on uh, the, the text after I do this, Michael. Okay. Mm-hmm. How much do you know about the Jewish sects mentioned in your New Testament? The Pharisees, Sadducees, Scribes, and the Herodians 
and zealots. Were they all really Jehovah's God's Old Testament church? Now, I see a problem here right away with the word church. The word ecclesia does not mean church. It does not mean a denominational group of people. It means an assembly. And in the biblical sense, it can only mean an assembly of Israelites, period. So we should not be using the word church. We should be using the word ecclesia means congregation. Okay, and that congregation did not have a priest assigned to it by some denominational pope or bishop or anything like that. Okay, so the word church is a problem too. Okay, by Ernest L. Martin, I'll, I'll turn it over to you, Michael. Yes, thank you. And um, people assume that uh, Judaism is the religion of Moses, that uh, Yeshua brought a message opposed to the Old Testament, that he came to nullify the teachings of Moses. It takes for granted that the New Testament presents a Gentile religion and that the Old Testament teaches Judaism. Wow. Yeah, there was more problem when oh, he used yeah. the word Gentile religion. Right, this? and it isn't. You know, How could Gentiles yeah. who never heard of Moses <laughs> be practicing a, a religion similar to Mosaism. Again, here we're going to have to create terms that people aren't used to, namely Mosaism, because the word Judaism cannot possibly describe, because we know that Judaism is Talmudism, the religion of the Pharisees, and there were no Pharisees in the Old Testament. There weren't. They just did not exist. So how could the religion of the Pharisees be referred to as Judaism in the Old Testament when there were no Pharisees in the Old Testament? Back to you. No, it weren't. Okay, I will keep on reading them. Um, yet all these assumptions are absolutely false. Um, shocking though it may seem, history proves that Judaism is not the religion of the Old Testament scriptures. No, it is it is the Torah, so it is not That's right. the, Torah. The, the question. Torahism would be another good word. I don't think mm-hmm. any, we, like I said, we're going to have to invent words to be totally accurate. Back to you. Yeah, uh, yeah, we have to. I don't know. Think about maybe we have to do. We have to again, as 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 Jesus, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, did as when he walked earth. He 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 couldn't really uh, come against them. So he had to use metaphors when he spoke with them. So that's right. also what we need to do. We have to do as him. He did. We need to use metaphors to use, uh, yeah, exactly. That's the problem he faced. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And Judaism is plainly and simple the religion of the Jews, a religion manufactured by their own ingenuity. Ingenuity? Um, what? What? What did he say? <laughs> Judaism is a religion manufactured by their own ingenuity? Wow, I, I hope any Judeo-Christians listening get the point here, because this is absolutely spot on. Back to you, Michael. Yeah, this is, here you have, that is exactly why when Jesus said, uh, you, you teach us the teachings of men. Right? So here, here, here is the, the one that he spoke with. Exactly. Ah. So uh, the Pharisees, because uh, the Pharisees, as we said earlier, ethnically, 
they were led by Edomites, and they were primarily composed of Edomites. But there was a smattering of Judahites in them, whether they were simply deceived or bribed or what have you. They were essentially traitors to Mosaism or Torahism and converts to Pharisaism. Back to you. Mm, yeah, they were. So okay. I will read on. The Jews of Roman times had um, appropriated the name of Moses as the author of their religion. But in actuality, they had rejected Moses. Um, Jesha said, Had ye believed in Moses, ye would have believed me. But ye believed not his writings. And that is from uh, the Epistle of John. Uh, 5, 46, and 47. Oh, that horrible uh, anti-Semitic gospel of John. <laughs> right? Back to you. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. The Jews used the name of Moses, but they didn't practice what they commanded. What, Eli? D- yeah. didn't, they, didn't they do as they said? Are they hypocrisies? Oh, yeah. Hypocrites. Yeah. Beware, Hypocrites. beware the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy, Luke 12, 1. Back to you. Yeah, so here they, uh, here, you, here you can find the, um, the one that made, made manufactured their own religion. There you that go. That is the teachings of men. And there are the, also, we also get clarity here about, um, about their hypocrisy that That's right. Jesus Christ warned about by saying that. Here also, they didn't yeah. practice what they commanded. They That's put right. burdens upon people instead. Yeah, and he uses a good word here. The Jews, he uses the word properly here because we, we want to use the word Jews as that mixed group of people primarily led that sect, that cult of the Pharisees, which tried to present themselves to the world as the original tribe of Judah. Okay, this is the great impersonation, folks. Unless you understand that there's an impersonation of Judah by Edomites going on, you will not understand what the Bible is all about. And he uses the word, the Jews had misappropriated the name of Moses. Back to you. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, but they didn't practice it. They, they used That's the right. name. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know what they... They yeah they used his name but they didn't practice it. What did they call themselves? They didn't call themselves um, yeah the Pharisees of course. Which, yeah. Yes. Okay. I will read on. Um, just as today, there are hundreds of um, denominations that sects in what is commonly called Christianity, all appropriating the name of the Messiah, saying they are Christians, but contradicting each other and failing to practice what he thought, uh, thought. And history proves that the Jews have misappropriated the name of Moses. Amen. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well stated. You know, this guy, Ernest L. Martin, knows what he's talking about. Let's see if he gets into the racial distinction between Judahites and Edomites. I doubt that he'll go there, but let's, let's keep reading. In effect... Uh, Judas was a man-made religion. Mm-hmm. Jeshua said that they were teaching the doctrines, uh, doc- doctrines, the commandments of men. Yeah, there it is, Mark seven seven. Yes. Um, it is time we look into the record of history. 
it is time we learn how uh, the Jews departed from the religion of Moses. We will, uh, we will be uh, dumbfounded to discover that Yeshua, in reality, re-emphasized the message that Moses brought in his true spiritual intention. Okay, well, okay, I, I don't like the word spiritual here. I mean, it's, it's moral, moral intention, and uh, mora morality-wise, it forbids race-mixing. Okay, mm -hmm. so, and there's no need to introduce spiritual stuff here. This is, the Bible is the historical record of the Israelites and their trials and tribulations vis-a-vis -vis other ethnic groups. That's what the Bible is all about, okay? And, of course, the morality of the law, that's not spiritual. <laughs> you know, that's here and now what we're supposed to be doing. We either obey the law or we don't. It may have spiritual consequences, but the Bible doesn't very rarely talks about spiritual stuff. In fact, from the Old Testament, it says the spiritual man is mad. That is crazy, because if you start bringing spirituality into it, then you're you know you're mystifying the Bible. Back to you. Yeah, and then we have the I don't know when you, would you when you said that I think about the New Age stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, New Age Christianity. We've got that, don't we? <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, instead of nullifying Moses' teachings, he magnified it, having a view, the true spiritual purpose originally in, intended. Yeah, he used that spiritual word again. Right, so. right. Yeah. Racial, moral. Yeah, you may be spiritual. <laughs> Back to yeah. you. Yeah. Um, the time has come to get our eyes uh, open to the facts. Judaism was not, and is not, the religion of Moses. Okay. Oh. Would you would you repeat that, please? <laughs> so everybody gets uh, it. Yeah, Judaism was not, and is not, the religion of Moses. Okay. So just as the Jewish people are not, were not, and never can be Judaites, neither is the religion called Judaism ever was it ever practiced by Judaites. It was only practiced by Pharisees. And has spread abroad by the Pharisees to not the Jewish, uh, the Judahite people, but to the people we know today as Jews. So their religion is not the religion of Moses, and they admit it in their own writings. Okay, he's probably going to quote some of that stuff. Back to you. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. Um, it is obvious um, to the most um, superficial reader of the New Testament that a fundamental difference existed between the teachings of Yeshua and the Judaism of this day. Okay, this is interesting, because what he's saying here is that most of Judeo-Christianity is not even superficial, because they can't tell the difference <laughs> between Judaism and Mosaism, all right? Because they've been educated to believe, or misinformed, to believe that Judaism and Mosaism are the same thing. And they never were and cannot be. Back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't be. So, mm -hmm. um, let's see. Why? The answer is surprising. History shows, and the Jews themselves admit it that their religion has drifted far away from the simple doctrines of scriptures, commonly called the Old Testament. Well, they, 
they never use it anyway, so I don't know why he even would put that one in. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's uh, they, yeah. that okay. never, never been. So doctrines of scripture, that's ours. That Torah is ours, not there. That, that's correct. And and even there, the the Judahites and the Israelites did not have a term Old Testament. I think that's the point you're trying to raise. They just refer to it as the scriptures. That's a, that's what Paul uses in his epistles. And the only thing uh, it was called the way by some Christians, I believe, in uh, even Yahshua used that term, the way, and it was the, the way of Israel. Okay, the the laws of Moses, the way. That's what it meant. Back to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm I'm jumping on today that say that has drifted away from the simple box of scriptures. So that because they have never been based upon it. So that's right. Yeah. That's that's the. <laughs> The main that the issue there. Okay, yes. the use said mod. Sorry. Yeah, the use has modified Jehovah's God's law, and even illustrated laws and commandments of their own, which were, in many instances, um, diametrically opposed to the practice of Moses. Amen. Yes, isn't that all of the the law? Aren't they all of them? Yes, they, yeah, they, they have changed every single commandment to suit themselves and mostly diametrically opposite to what Moses taught. Back to you. Yeah. It um, is time we realize that the Messiah came to a people who had thought their human laws and traditions, rejected the religion of the Old Testament, which uh, Jehovah uh, God had given to their forefathers. Okay, now this is an interesting statement. It's not 100% true. The Pharisees correctly had rejected the religion of the Old Testament, but the vast majority of Israelites in Judea, when Yahshua came, expect were still expecting a Messiah, right? And this this expectation was exploited by the Pharisees, Okay, and uh, you have to recall the selection day, uh, which uh, was seven days prior, or ten days, sorry, ten days prior to the Passover. That's when Jesus rode into Jerusalem, and people were saying, Hosanna Hosanna to the highest, right? They considered Jesus to be the fulfillment of the Messianic promise. So the vast majority of Israelites in Judea were still, at least spiritually, <laughs> if not practicing the Mosaic Law. And they certainly were f- f- fully aware that Messiah was coming, and many of them, you know, by the, with all the miracles he had performed, uh, were thinking, this may be the guy. Right? Back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, our people did foreknow uh, that the Messiah would come because yeah. he had been prophesied in many of the Old Testament scriptures. That is correct. And how could someone prophesy about this, about Jesus Christ? And because there are so many okay. numerous and so detailed scriptures that shows everything about him. So Right. Okay, now let me ask you a question. Are there any so-called Gentiles anywhere in the world who would have any interest in whether the Messiah would come or not? 
No, they wouldn't. No. They couldn't care less about it. Okay? They would care less. Yeah, it's like uh, George Bush. He said, the uh, the Iraqis hate our freedoms. What? They don't give a second thought about our freedoms. They just want to get on with their lives, right? So, the, so uh, th- this idea that the non-Israelite people of the Greco-Roman world had any interest in the Messiah is totally bogus, okay? But that's what the universalists expect us to believe, that somehow... These so-called Gentiles, being non-Israelites, would have some kind of interest in joining us in our religion. No, they wanted to keep their pagan religion, period. Only Israelites, who who were uh, divorced by Yahweh in the Old Testament of the ten northern tribes, only those people would have any interest in the, the Messiah, period. Back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only only for us. It's only we that care about yes, him. That's right, and that's very important. Amen. If you if you look at other, let's say Islam, how do they view? Yeah, well, they recognize that Jesus Christ was a prophet, <laughs> but it, they deny him as a Messiah. So they right. deny him also. <laughs> yeah, because he's not their Messiah, <laughs> right? <Exactly. laughs> right. Nor is yeah. he the Messiah for the Jews, who also reject him. No, yeah, in all okay. their actions. That's right. Back to you. Yeah, I will read on. Um, these are the plain facts of history. It is important that we understand this. If we are to comprehend the significance of events in the New, New Testament period, the Messiah, in effect, came to retrieve the Jews from their apostates. <coughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that, that I, I read on, but that I, that I stuck from yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, from their rejections of the laws of Jehovah, God, and he came to reveal to them the gospel, the New Testament revelation, to complete the promise of that Jehovah gave to Moses, not to do away with them. Well, right? here he is, he is bubble, here he is confused with something. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, um, now obviously, you know, he takes the word Gentiles... You know, he he. I think he also mistakes the word Jew to include Judahites. Okay, uh, now, but he is correct when he says the Jews had modified Jehovah God's law, and you know, and made changes. That is correct, but I think he uses the word Jew to include Judahites. No, it was the Pharisees. It was the Pharisees who led this entire uh, rebellion against the laws of Moses, okay? Uh, now, there, again, you know, he's not 100% wrong when because there were Judahites who rejected the laws of Moses. <laughs> you know, there, there were, just as our people today reject the laws of Moses. But there were, as we just said, the vast majority of the Judahites and Israelites living in the countryside had not rejected the laws of Moses. It was only this cult of the Pharisees and also the cult of the Sadducees who were uh, Hellenizers. Okay? They were basically businessmen who were making profit by dealing with the Greeks and then, then later on with the Romans. That, that's how we need to understand the Sadducees. But they had the Sadducees had no intention of changing the doctrine the laws of Moses. Only the Pharisees did that. Back to you. 
Mm, yeah. So okay. uh, if I read this, one of this that I jumped about was this one. The Messiah, in effect, came to, to retrieve the Jews from their apostasy. Well, that one should then read the, the Messiah, in effect, came to retrieve the Judahites from That's their apostasy. That's correct. That's correct. He's still using the word Jew to include both the house of Judah and Edomites. He doesn't realize he's making a linguistic mistake here. Back to you. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to read on from the, okay. the, versions, oh, the divisions, divisions of Judaism? Okay, the divisions of Judaism. By the way, folks, this uh, even though Ernest L. Martin uh, has linguistic <laughs> problems here, uh, his points about the religion called Judaism are spot on. He still fails to differentiate between Judahites and Edomites. Okay, that's the problem with this article. Let's continue. Many people have erroneously assumed that the Judaism in the time of the Messiah was a religion united in a common bond. Every Judahite, every, let's use the word Judean here, because we acknowledge that in, the, in those days there was a motley group of people, namely the house of Judah, forcibly combined with Edomites, to, uh, creating the territory loosely called the nation of Judea. Okay, So the proper word here is Judean. Every Judean believing about the same thing, all united into one major Judean denomination, or even better, Pharisaic denomination. But this, again, did not apply to the Israelites of the countryside. This was only something in the big city of Jerusalem and maybe other big cities in the territory that uh, they followed the Pharisees, okay? And the Pharisees were making an active attempt to insinuate themselves into the synagogues of the entire territory, you know, such as in uh, Capernaum, etc., etc. But by and large... The Judahites and Israelites were still, to the best of their ability, practicing the laws of Moses. Okay? But they were now being subject to the deceptions of the Pharisees who pretended to be Judahites and who pretended to be following the laws of Moses. Okay? Are you getting clear on the distinction, listeners? This great impersonation was begun in Judea. Okay, this is, uh, let me repeat what he has to say here. Every Judean believing about the same thing, all united into one major Judean denomination. This is the first illusion that history reveals. Yeah, they were not united. They were not united. That's a very good point. Judaism was divided into many sects in Yahshua's day. Each had its peculiar beliefs. One of the most authoritative Jewish writers on Judaism, Dr. Herford, tells us, quote, If it were possible to analyze the Judaism of the New Testament period into all its component elements, the results of the process would be to show how complex a variety is summed up under that name and how far from the truth it is to speak of the Jews collectively as if they were all alike, or the Judeans collectively, as if they were all alike, in respect to their, he uses the word Judaism, but that's not correct. 
Judaism is the wrong word because the pure-blooded Judahites never practiced Judaism in their entire history. It is more correct to say that Judaism was being formulated by the Pharisees in Judea after the Maccabean-Hasmonean period. This is when Judaism came to be. This professor, Dr. Hereford, assumes that Judaism was being practiced by the house of Judah in Old Testament times. It was not. Okay, this is another error of the, both the historians and the linguists and the theologians. Okay, let me continue. Judaism was not one unified organization. Actually, there were many religious sects composing it or comprising it. And even with some of these major sects, there were many splinter groups kind of like Christianity today, which had their own ideas and beliefs. In many respects, the Judaism of the Messiah's time was not unlike our own world. We have many competitive sects representing Christianity. So likewise, the Judeans had their divisions, differing sects representing Judaism, quote-unquote. And it's correct to put it in quotations because the true Israelites never practiced Judaism. They practiced Mosaism. Some of these sects will be familiar to readers of the New Testament. There were the Pharisees, scribes, Sadducees, Zealots, and Herodians. And I think he's absolutely correct. Each one of these different groups had a differing version of an interpretation of the scriptures. Every single one of them. Okay, so he's absolutely correct. There was no unified religion in Judea in these days. Continuing, however, there were many more divisions of which we have a good deal of history. Some of these were the Essenes. In my opinion, the Essenes were the only ones still practicing Torah Mosaism. The only ones. The Qumran sects, and I think the Essenes and Qumran sects are the same, but there might have been differences there too. The Qumran sects who wrote the Dead Sea Scrolls, of which so much has been written lately, and others who are called by contemporary religious historians apocalyptics. There were other divisions among the Judeans who lived in the surrounding areas, such as Egypt, Asia Minor, Mesopotamia, Greece, etc., there, were, there certainly was not just one single Judean sect. The Ju- Judeans were, were split into many fragments, okay? And it's not correct to say Judaism was split into many fragments because Judaism is the religion created by the Pharisees. And in those days, they were one unified sect. And their purpose was to pretend to be Judah slash Israel. That's what their purpose was. So Judaism is the religion of deception, religion of lies, and hypocrisy created by the Pharisees, and it cannot be projected into the past, into the Old Testament, uh, onto the tribe of, or house of Judah. Your opinion at this point, Michael? Yes, you said that. I didn't really recognize when you said that Judaism was split into many fragments. I don't really either. Mm-hmm. Not, not to my knowledge. That's maybe yeah. So yeah, I do the same, the same uh, uh, as you, there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I think it would be more correct to say that Judaism was one of the fragments. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. that's more more to say because see, as those uh, 
as it was those different uh, sects. I don't know. Yeah. They are, they are, they, it, it was their own teachings. Right. Now, it's uh, from the writings of Josephus, he tells us that the sect called the Essenes split off from Jerusalem. They left Jerusalem because they didn't like what the Pharisees were doing, both ethnically and religiously. So they went down, uh, up, actually up north from Jerusalem to uh, Qumran, and they preserved the Hebrew scriptures. Okay? The Jews would not have any interest in doing that <laughs> because they're trying to uh, you know, distort the scriptures. All right? And Josephus clearly tells us that only the Essenes were pure-blooded Judahites. The other sects were already mixed by this time. And so, of course, nobody wants to talk about the racial issue except those of us in identity. All right. Now, now interestingly, I looked at a map of Alexandria, and uh, it was uh, most people don't realize. In fact, I hadn't realized until I looked at this map that Alexandria, Egypt, is only about four to 500 miles, depending on whether you're going overland route or as the crow flies, from the city of Jerusalem. And the, the territory of Judah extended very, very far south down to the land of Edom. So if you were in southern Judah in the days of David, for example, it would only be like a couple of hundred miles from, from there to Alexandria, Egypt. A lot of the people of Israel fled to Alexandria because of all the wars that were going on uh, during the uh, great, uh, Greek invasion and Roman invasion. These people were Judahites. They were not Jews. They were Judahites. And it's not even correct to call them Judeans because Judea did not exist yet. And so these were Judahites who had settled in Alexandria, Egypt, uh, the Greek uh, pharaohs of the Greek period were actually very friendly toward the Judahites because one of their pharaohs, the uh, Ptolemy Philadelphus, actually hired 70 Judahite scribes to translate the Hebrew scriptures into Greek. We know that's called the Septuagint. So the Judahites were on very friendly terms with the Hellenized pharaohs called the Ptolemies, okay? And these people had no reason to distort the Hebrew scriptures. Now, that does not mean that they can't comment on them, right, and create an Alexandrian sect. The leader of that sect was Philo. But Philo, from everything that I've read about him, was, in fact, a Judahite. He issued opinions on the Old Testament, but that does not make him a Pharisee, okay? The Pharisees are a completely different animal. They are non-Judahite Edomites pretending to be Judah, pretending to uh, obey the laws of Moses. And they are liars in both senses. Okay? All right. Where did I leave off? <laughs> but history reveals. The history reveals. Okay. History reveals another shocking and little understood fact. It will eradicate the fiction from many people's minds, that the Jews as a whole were deeply interested in religion at this time in history. Again, I have to disagree when we're talking about the Judahites and Israelites of the Greco-Roman world. 
they were very much interested in the coming of the Messiah. In fact, you know, the uh, they were kind of they were really expecting it. But the Edomites, the Pharisees, had no interest in the coming of the Messiah because they knew that such an event would dethrone them. Okay? They had gone to great lengths to elevate themselves over the Judahites and the Israelites of this t- of this period by pretending to obey the laws of Moses and the coming of the Messiah would topple their empire. What did they say? We have no king but Caesar? Isn't that what they said? Yeah, that was they said. They should okay. have said we have no king but Jesus. Right. Now the the American right, the American Republic was founded on the slogan no king but Jesus. Judaism was founded on the slogan no king but Caesar. All right, folks? Are you beginning to get the picture here? All right, next heading. A surprising fact comes to light. You want to take this one? Yeah, I can read on. Mm-hmm. Um, the records show uh, that far less than 5% of the total um, Jewish populations of Palestine belong directly to any of the religious groups mentioned above. Okay, so again, the proper word would be Judean population. And again, uh, we see here that all of these groups that he mentions are political leaders slash religious leaders and they are not necessarily Judahites or Israelites. Back to you. That I mean, his basic point is correct. Yeah, they could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, I will read on. Uh, unbelievable as it sounds, it is true. Over 90, 95% of the total Palestinian population were neither Pharisee, scribe, um, Salat, Herodian, Essene, Qumram, or uh, Apocalypse. Apocalyptical. <laughs> they were just, uh, yeah, apocalyptic. They were just average, ordinary Judahites, <laughs> yeah. right? Okay, that's what they were. It, very, very yeah. good point. Back to you. Um, these people, the overwhelming majority of Palestine, had no direct membership in um, these religions, denominations of Judaism, and in most cases, we are not particularly relig- religious at all. Well, here again, he mixed those. You, the scenes in your in your uh, view, Eli, they were um, then Judites. Yeah, they were not. Well, they were not denominations of Judaism because he's assuming that Judaism is an Old Testament religion. They were emerging denominations, and one of which was Judaism. Okay, he's uh, uh, he's uh, lumping all these different sects in, into the term Judaism, which is also incorrect, as we pointed out. It, Judaism was simply one of the sects at the time. Back to you. Yeah, so you can say that from these scenes, the Qumram, and the, mm-hmm. there, I guess, also the apocalyptic. Ah, I cannot pronounce the Apocaly- word. Right now, it, well, he misspelled it. That's the problem. <laughs> it's, there's no L between the O and the C. It's apocalyptic. Back to you. Okay. okay. Yeah. Apocalyptic. <laughs> then there it's easier. Go. Yeah, it is easier when it's spelled correctly. All right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but those three sects we can refer to as Udites. Mm hmm. Uh, or yeah, Eli, yeah. is that correct to say? The oh, Essenes, well, the, 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 Qumran? Only, the no, only the Essenes, and about uh, I equate the Essenes and the Qumran sect. Those were the only pure-blooded Judahites, according to Josephus. Okay. Okay. All right. And Back. the uh, Apocalypticum, they were they were not uh, Judahites. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with that term. 
but there were a lot of apocalyptic sects that could be uh, any one of these groups. You know, they, they were uh, they were expecting the end of the world around mm-hmm. this time, and I think the, the Essenes were actually expecting that too. So uh, it was not an uncommon belief. All right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay, I will continue then. Um, the Pharisees referred to the mass of the people as the Amha Aretz. This word is Hebrew and significant signifies um, the people of the land, or simply the common people. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, these, Good enough. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, these people were the multitude who lived in the cities, towns, and country. They were, in many respects, like many non-church member today. Um, yeah, now this church ma- non-church yeah, right. member. I don't know. That's maybe yeah. not uh, well, correct. Actually, well, actually, uh, well, yeah. The way he's using the term is incorrect, but uh, the observation is correct. They did not go to any services <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, on Sunday, <laughs> right? They didn't. All right, back to you. Or yeah, Saturday, they had yeah. some kind of congregations like we are having here. Right. Um, some went to the synagogues frequently, uh, mainly only occasionally, and many never attended at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds like today then. But That's I right. Think, yeah, it's more uh, many, many only occasionally, and many never yeah. attend at all. That is, and many mm-hmm. never attend at all. That is the case right. for our yeah. today. Yeah, and I can ju- I can see a Judahite living in the countryside, a farmer. There's no such thing as a Jewish farmer saying, "Honey." I don't feel like going to synagogue today. I'm just going to stay home and uh, have have lunch. <laughs> All right, let's have lunch. Okay. <laughs> All right, back to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that can happen. I guess it happens yep. also, also in, in the Swedish countryside, also in the American countryside where our yeah. farmers just felt they had yeah. worked the whole day. Then no. Yeah, too tired to walk all the way to the synagogue. All right, back yeah. to you. Back to you, right? <laughs> yeah. The scholar Hereford has this to say about these people. It is clear that the Amha Aretz, the common people, were not all of one type, either in respect of their religion or society, and um, economically, just as they included rich and poor, capitalists and labor the merchant, the farmer, the artisan, the tax gatherer, uh, publican, publican, and yeah. The, mm-hmm. yeah, publican, yeah, and the tradesman. So, on the religious side, they included those who were just not Pharisees, and those who paid little or no heed to religion at all, with every shade of pity and indifference in between yeah piety and indifference in between again this is an absolutely correct statement and but uh, but i think nor were the pharisees any part of these groups the pharisees they may have been capitalists in the sense that they were money lenders and that may that's also proof that they were not judahites because judah the law of moses forbade money lending but who did Yahshua find lending money in the temple when he came to the, his first trip to Jerusalem? I think it was the Feast of Passover. Who did he find in the temple lending money? Yeah, the Edomites. The Edomites, exactly. So here again, Judaism, 
was never, never, you know, the Old Testament Mosaism never included money lending as part of its religion. Judaism, however, always has included money lending as part of their religion. Okay? So, there, yeah, there were rich and poor Judahites. Uh, there were capitalists, but not money lenders. Laborers, merchants, farmers, etc. Okay? Tradesmen. But not Pharisees. So again, the Pharisees must be seen as mutually exclusive from the population of Judah. Okay? But nevertheless, insinuating themselves into our company as the leaders, as the, uh, I dare use the word, spiritual leaders of Judea in these days. Okay? All right, let me take the next section. I think we can squeeze this in with about 12 minutes left. The population analyzed. We can demonstrate quite easily that far less than 5% of the population in Palestine belong to the Judean religious sects. In New Testament times, by comparing the number of members within the Judean religious sects with the sum of the total Palestinian population, we will arrive at some surprising answers. The figures should be interesting. The Encyclopedia Biblica records that the population of Palestine must have been somewhere between 2.5 and 3 million inhabitants at this time. This figure, this is the figure that most scholars represent as the total population of Palestine, very much similar to the group of Israelites that came out of Egypt, right, way back when. It was only about 2 million people. There is a full discussion on the Palestine. Now, now, of course, it's all very interesting. Of course, there were millions more Israelites in the world, in the Greco-Roman world at this time, but only about two and a half million in Palestine. Where'd, they all, where'd the rest of them go, Michael? The rest of them? Yeah. Yeah, they, they well, they, we migrated away. Yeah, right. They migrated away. Gradually, slowly, but surely, because of all the wars and turmoil, many Israelites just plain old migrated away. You know, the, the Bible records some of these migrations, but not all of them. But we're, we're told by Josephus that the ones who had migrated away were such an enormous number of people that they can't be counted. So we're talking millions and millions and millions of Israelites had migrated away, some of them taken away by the Assyrians in the captivity, 750 B.C., and some of them who had voluntarily chose to get away from all the violence and infighting that was going on in the city of Jerusalem, okay, which was affecting their livelihood in the countryside. All right, so this is the this is how we have to understand the situation in those days. And Alexandria, Egypt, is one of their destinations. So was Rome. Many of these Judahites, because there was a close association between Rome and the house of Judah in Hasmonean times, that many Judahites fled to Rome for safety, (laughs) right? They would be under the protection of the Romans, and they demanded and received the right to practice the religion of Moses in the Roman territory, okay? Because 
This precedes the religion of Judaism, which was invented by the Pharisees. So everybody listening, you must understand that Judaism is the religion of the Pharisees. It did not exist before the Pharisees invented. Any assertion otherwise is historically false. Okay, so let's continue. So we see there's about two and a half million Israelites living in Palestine at this time. There is a full discussion on the Palestine population question in Salo Barron's A Social and Religious History of the Jews. Okay, that should be Judeans. This Judean, maybe he is a Jew because the word Jew is properly used of modern Jews today. That's the only proper designation for the word Jew, a modern Jew. This Jewish historian has summed up the opinions of the experts in this matter. He quotes as his conclusion to the whole question the findings of Dr. J. Klausner, a contemporary Jewish scholar, again, this is correct usage of the word Jew because the Jews call themselves by this word. So we'll be consistent and use the word by which they call themselves. Quote, J. Klausner finally has studied in particular the records pertaining to the wars between 63 and 37 B.C. And has read, now this is the time with, during which Herod and Antipater, uh, John Hyrcanus's Jewish or Edomite advisor and moneylender, that uh, this is the uh, era of the Herodians, and has reached the conclusion that at the end of the Maccabean reign there lived in all of Palestine approximately 3 million Judahites, would be the proper term, not including a half a million Samaritans, Syrophoenicians, Arabs and Greeks, yes, because the Judahites did not keep company with these people. Jews, however, as we pointed out, we have no king but Caesar, kept company with these people because they were not Judahites. They were Edomites horning into our company. They were party crashers trying to join our company and, you know, so you got a party of all your friends and relatives, and all of a sudden some Jews show up and say, hey, where are your relatives? Let us join in the party. And, you know, everybody's too drunk to know the difference, okay? So the Jews, and that's how the Jews insinuate themselves into our company. But they're not. Judahites never were, never will be. Continuing. So the ethnic distribution given by this Jewish author, is correct. But he falsely identifies them as Jews. They were not. They were Judahites. Continuing. This figure should not be far from right. There were nearly 3 million Judahites living in Palestine in the days of Messiah. Now we have to add to this population of Judahites the Edomites that were suddenly streaming into Judea Hoarding in on the action, calling themselves now, oh, we're Judahites too. But can they really be called Judahites? Don't we have to have a different word for the mixed population that uh, obtained in these days, Michael? Yeah, there should be some. Here he uses the words, um, uh, they should be, as I said, 3 million should be Judahites. 
Yeah, these were Judahites, but now the mixed population should be referred to as Judeans. That's Judeans. That, okay. Yeah, that, because now right. it's been mixed, everything. Now, this is for linguistic, religious, and historical accuracy, that we have to have different terms for the different ethnic groups. Okay? And, Eli, when, now when, he's, when they state three million, uh, those numbers, do you th- think they're stating both men, female, and children, or is it only the men they're stating here? Oh, that's a good question. Probably all, all of the people combined. Yeah, that's a really good question. They don't make a distinction there either, <laughs> right? All right, so uh, continuing with how many Jews belong, or how many Judeans belong to the religious sects. The most prominent sect in Judaism at this time was the Pharisees. Now, that's correct. That statement is correct because the Pharisees were the originators of Judaism and the only practitioners of it except for their proselytes. And didn't Jesus say you make a proselyte twice more the child of hell than yourselves? Okay. But he's using the term Judaism to also apply to the laws of Moses, all right, which you cannot do. So, again, he... He is confused. Ernest L. Martin is confused like most Judeo-Christians believing that the Israelites practiced Judaism. They did not. He admitted himself already that Judaism was a contrivance of the Pharisees. So how can you apply that to the Old Testament religion? How can you, Michael? No, no, you can't. This is this confusion that we want to straight out. We don't do those confusions here. That's right. Yeah, we're here to clarify things, not make things more confused, okay? So, the Pharisees. This was the group the Messiah had more to say against than any other. One of the reasons for this is because the Pharisees were the most influential group and had more members than any of the other sects. Yeah, they were in the business of confusing everybody, including Judahites in Palestine in these days just as the Jews of America are in the business of confusing everybody today. They're confusing Christians with, well, well, every race under the sun, when the reality is that the only real Christians in the world are the direct descendants of the 12 tribes of Israel. No other people can be people of the covenant. All right? So, and this word covenant is not used by the religious sects of the day because they they cannot claim to be of the covenant therefore they ignore the term covenant all right which is the bible is a, a book of the covenant people namely us not the jews we are those covenant people and the bible was written to by for and about us and not for any other people all right so uh, modern religion totally ignores this fact continuing they also had direct control over the majority of synagogues and schools. Yeah, because what did the Jews do in Sweden, Michael? Um, well, yeah, they control. Yeah, they controlled the. Uh, now I don't really get the point. Sorry. Oh yeah, well yeah no. Well they insinuate themselves into your schools, right? Yeah. They control I, education. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah, and they change shit. 
The and your government is not allowed to to teach Christianity, not to to have the prayers and all this. Yes. 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 So the Jews in those days, and they the Judeans being the the ancestors of modern Jews. These Pharisees were the ancestors of today's Jews. They what they do is they horn in on the society and take it over. They're now in Sweden, they control religion, they control schools, they control the government, they control education, they control publishing. All right? Yeah, so, yeah but the, the same in America. You have a fine working, you have a perfect working yeah. society, same as here, but then they, yeah. then they uh, worm themselves into it and take it over, and now they run it. Yes, the worms have taken over. <laughs> the wor- those worms called Jews have taken over, insinuating themselves into our company, pretending to be us, like we did. Uh, we talked briefly about uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, <laughs> supposedly twins. No, sorry, folks. Sorry, folks. The Judahites were Aryans, and the Edomites are Kenites and Canaanites, averaging about eight inches shorter than the Aryan Israelites. All right, folks, we'll continue this study next week. Thank you, Michael, for joining me and co-hosting on today's show. I'm hoping that we're bringing clarity to all of these terminologies that must be clarified and not confused with one another. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh and pass the ammunition. Good day, folks.